Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Good morning and welcome. I don't even know what that was, but good morning and welcome to Let's Talk All the Things with Rachel and Shannon. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Rachel Bird, and I'm the Rachel of the Rachel and Shannon. And I'm Shannon. I think you guys know me, but uh, I'm so happy to be here today. You know, there have been a lot of things going on this week, and of course, we have our Sensitive Santa event on this Sunday, and Mrs. Claus has been rapping day and night, and I've been helping her. And, uh, you know, so, but this is a vacation, getting to be here with you and talk all the things. And you had this brilliant idea. Tell them what we're going to be doing we're while gonna we We're going to decorate gingerbread houses. Last time we were together, we made a, uh, Shannon, you made a turkey out of vegetables, a veg turkey. Yes. And I made a snowman out of gluten-free, dairy-free cheeses and kind of charcuterie, holiday charcuteries. So we decided it would be fun to just kind of do... Um, a little bit of a gingerbread hour where we can just talk story and talk about the holidays yeah. and how we celebrate and all that fun stuff while we do our gingerbread houses. And you can kind of see the way Shannon and I just sit and talk about all the yes, things. Yes, all the things. And, uh, you know, I think it's also fun to see how it doesn't always have to be perfect. Like, I'm just going to tell you, spoiler alert, that Rachel's is going to look fantastic no. when she's done. And mine is going to look like a hot mess and that's going to be okay. But I think sometimes we, we don't do these things with our kids because we're afraid of the mess. We're afraid of us being frustrated. We're afraid of us not knowing what to do. You had a hack out the gate so that you could do this with literally anyone of any well, ability. Well, I think, first of all, everybody gets frustrated because you try to use the frosting. It tries to stand up, um, you know, things like that. So really, how many people actually eat these gingerbread houses? These gingerbread has been cooked for five months. It's been sitting there. So people might pick the candy off, but instead of using the icing to set it up, I used hot glue because that sets it. It gives it a little bit more stable or stability. But the other thing is if you have kids that this is too much or they might be grabbing at it, you can also just take the pieces like the front or the back of this house, just lay that down and they can decorate it like a cookie and they can decorate all the panels. Listen, she says mine's going to be more pretty. I might just decide to do what all white and do nothing on it. She might, you know, draw a Rembrandt on it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't but matter. the other thing that's fun is you can, everybody can do a different panel before you put it together. Yeah. You can decorate it while it's down so it's a little easier for our kids. Sometimes that fine manipulation or that tactile issue, and sometimes this is just weird and awkward. You can do them all down and then glue them together, and then you'll have a family gingerbread house, which yeah. is also really fun. It is. It's really fun. And, uh, you know, they're selling these right now, even at, like, drugstores. And I got these last night. Uh, you had told me Rite Aid was a good place mm -hmm. to go. And Rite, Rite Aid had, like, five different kinds of them. We're not doing an ad for Rite Aid. I think everybody has also, so, Joanne, can we talk about, 
Yes, we could talk about I drove Joanne. to go to Joanne's last night, the fabric store, okay? Yes. I'm driving and I had, does anybody know what the mandala, do you know what the mandala effect is? No. So the mandala effect is things that we see and we think that we know. So in my head, it's Joanne's. It's always been Joanne's. I even see it, Joanne's with an apostrophe S. I just know that in my it head, it's Joanne's. It belongs to Joanne. No, I think it did at one point. Right well, I, it's been, I, my, I, had my, I had Kobe, um, Google it, and it's been since like 1993, he said, or 94, I don't it's know. It's just Joanne singular. Right, but like, it's Joanne's. And I, I was driving and I looked up at the sign. Oh, so the mandala effect is things that are in our heads, like there are logos that we see, like say Jack in the Box, like some people, or in and out, some people think it's in and out, in, is it in and out, in and out. So, but there's these things in our head that we just say, like Joanne's, Right. We don't go to Targets. We go to Target. So why do I not go to Joanne? I go to Joanne's because in my head, I don't yeah. go, uh, Michael's is Michael's. It's not Michael. Anyway, so <laughs> I was to driving to Joanne's last night, and I what this started was they had maybe five different yeah. gingerbread houses. They had a gingerbread village, which yes. would also be really cute that everybody can do a little small one. Yeah. They had all different. They have themed ones. Yes. Um, so they have, you know. They had a Pez one at, at Rite Aid last night. But at Rite Aid, they were buy one, get one free. So, um, you know, I, so there, there's a big, and they, they even have little ones now that are even cheaper. Yeah. It's a good holiday craft because if it doesn't go, well, you can throw it all in the trash right. when you're done. Right, And the thing that's fun about it is the panels can be, you know, we're going to have our kiddos that literally just put the frosting and throw stuff on. We're going to have kiddos that are taking tweezers and trying to be so yeah. specific about things or people like me that do that. But no matter what you do, it's your gingerbread house, so it, it doesn't okay. matter. But we need to get started, so yes. we have to talk about the hole. Yes, okay. Uh, appropriately. Yes. So <laughs> the there's hole. a few things you can do. If you want to use your own frosting, you can take a Ziploc bag. Uh, what I like to do is I like to take a, a glass or a mason ball jar and put a Ziploc in. You put the, the, um, the extra over the sides, and then you could just put the icing in. Um, then you take the Ziploc, you twist it, and you can just cut a little seam at the end. The important thing, these actually have a funky little, almost like a, um, a point. But what you want to do is you don't want to make the hole too big. Um, you could cut the corner, and I'm just going to cut it. The thing is, is you can never go backwards, right? So I'm just going to cut a little hole to kind of control it um, because the bigger the hole, the more... Um, the more of the icing that's going to come out. So the smaller, the better. And you can always make the hole bigger, and you don't, you just can't make it smaller, right? But if you were to make a hole too big and you couldn't figure it out, what you could then do is put that in a in a Ziploc bag or you know a, a plastic gallon bag, and then um, you just kind of squeeze and kind of you can actually on a paper plate or something see how big your uh your little hole is how did you do i wanted a really small yeah. hole and now i have a hole that i need to make and i it. have a huge hole <laughs> i don't know if you can see you can kind of see how funky it is here great. so i mean the reality is is it is what it is and now right? i probably have too big of a hole yeah it's all about how big your hole is yes yes <laughs> so, so merry christmas merry gingerbread houses um uh, so we're going to start this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I had a bubble. Okay. Did you have a bubble? I had a bubble. But okay. Now, now I think I'm in business. So now, oh, yeah. See, my flow is pretty big. Mine is big and flat, which is funky. So that's going to determine how pretty my house is. But my house is going to rock. Okay. 
And then we're just going to start slapping things on these while we talk to you guys. Yes. I have no rhyme or reason for what I'm doing, but Same. I, um, I'm going for it. And one of the cool things is if you need to size your candy, you can just um, take a bite. <laughs> take a bite out of it. Well, uh, some people can. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, Did you know that licorice has wheat in it? I know that they, you know what they do, um, why it has wheat in it? When they're done with it so that it doesn't stick together, they roll it in a big canister with a little bit of wheat, which they don't have to do that. You can special order some that's gluten-free, but it's really hard to get a hold of. You know how I know that? Because when Jem went to preschool, his preschool teacher was gluten-free. And, mm. and I made a point of saying to her, you can get anything gluten-free. And she was like, no, no, you can't get licorice. And then I went down the rabbit hole researching it. And one of the things, if you really like licorice and you're gluten-free, Trader Joe's, I have licorice in my mouth, I'm sorry. Trader Joe's has taffy. And it's gluten-free, dairy-free. Oh, yeah? I don't know if it's vegan. I'm not sure. But they have a taffy. And the red and white striped one tastes exactly like a Twizzler. No, like a really? red wine, like red licorice. And so Kobe, the first time I had it, I tried it and I went, oh, that's what it smells like. Wait, we have exactly the same houses at this point. Did you put your gingerbread? Oh, how funny. You put your, your licorice yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, I thought, you, I'm trying to get my gingerbread. I had this marshmallow gingerbread guy that I'm trying, but he's heavier than the frosting. Is he? So I'm going to have to hold him for a minute. I'm smushing my gingerbread man. <laughs> That's so funny that we both went for the, and I didn't see? even look at what you were see? doing. See, see, You're like, oh, yours I, is going to be so I much better. I didn't Listen. cheat, I swear. That's the thing about uh, these. It doesn't matter what they look like. They're going to be fun no matter see, what. See. Yes. You know? Amen to that. I okay. love doing these. Like this is like last year my mom and I did these. We sat for hours. We decorated two different ones. I did a Disney one because it's me. And she did, I, I'm not sure which one she did, just like a generic. And, I, you, you know, you get creative. And I kind of felt like sometimes less is more. But I feel like with a gingerbread house, sometimes like more is more. It's just fun. I, I like more is more. There's no I'm rhyme or reason to girl. it, right? I just don't, I have so many choices. I don't know what to pick. So many choices. So this is what we have on our tray. We have um, a bunch of different candies. The thing about it, Shannon went to go look for candies. Wait, you have the um, the um, iPad. Do we have that? Can I? Oh, yeah. Let's do a close-up on that? the iPad. I just wanted to yeah. show what uh, we have. Oh, I don't. Here, there's there's our, our and Traven can cut to that. Okay, so That's we have all ornaments. kinds of different little fun things. We have little um, chocolate uh, snow caps. Uh, these are little tiny um, chocolate covered sunflower scenes. They look like Christmas lights, M&Ms, little hard candies. You can really get anything, which is super fun. And the other thing that we have, I'll bring into the, um, is we did, uh, each of us have the exact same candy. Um, so we have, um, what are they called? Peeps? Yeah. Peeps Christmas trees and Peeps gingerbread men. Now, Peeps are gluten-free, dairy-free, but sometimes they say they might possibly have milk. Mm. Okay, perfect. So it's kind of under your discretion. Mm. It's one of those, I think it's processed in the same place that um, that wheat and dairy, um, you know, where wheat and dairy might be. So it's kind of one of those you have to make a personal decision if you want to use that or not. Oh, my gosh, you're so cute. I <laughs> my, love you. My uh, gingerbread man has slid down the house already. Well, that's okay. So, all right, I'm going to put the iPad down okay, for now. Okay, perfect. We're going to come back to that. But, I, you know, I'm not, I don't eat sugar at this point in my life. Right. Not, you know, I mean, obviously I have fruit sugar and things like that. But I don't eat candy at this point in my life because my, my, you know, pancreas or whatever it is with diabetes can't handle it. 
Um, and I was never a big sugar person. I'd rather eat an entire loaf of bread. Oh, uh, right. To be honest, that's like, or salt. Salt and olive oil. You could salt a tablecloth and put olive oil on it, and I will eat the tablecloth. You know what I'm saying? But so sugar isn't my thing, but I do love the smell of sugar. Oh. And this is very triggering for me that it's, it's oh, like childhood, right. smell that sugar. Right. Um, and I do love the smell of it. Um, I'm just glad that I am at a point where I'm like, I can smell it, and that's all I need to do. And I you're don't good to go. stick it in my mouth. Right, right, right. Because um, I don't like how I feel when I eat it. Well, I know Kobe talks about, like, you know, sometimes sugar because he's not had the sugar and the kind of things. I mean, he had sugar. He had, you know, some of the candies and stuff like that growing up. But maybe not what most kids had or typically what people would have. And he's uh. so funny because, you know, I went, we went grocery shopping yesterday and I said, do you want this holiday thing, this holiday? This? And he just said, no, like I'm not in a sugar phase. And I was like, do my child, do <laughs> I, I know. know you? Because know. I'm all about the sugar. So, well, and my kid is, my kid is the same way. He, you know, he, he'll have, um, okay, here's a great example. I, last year for Easter, he was really into, je- he's into jelly beans now. Okay. So I bought him some really high-end jelly beans and I gave them to him. And the other day we were going through his room and getting rid of some stuff. And, and there were the two bags of jelly beans unopened in his room. Yeah. Completely unopened. He had never opened them. And he was like, oh, it's perfect. I'm studying for finals. I really, you know, I can have those right now. Oh. And, and so, you know what he did? He opened the bag and had two. And that was it. And that's it. And then they were going to sit there yeah. and go stale, and then I'm going to have to throw them away. Right. But, or he's going to have to throw them away. But um, I love that because, uh, you know, I'm, if the bag is open, well, we have to finish of it. Of course. You know, of that's course. how, that's how I function. Oh, yeah. I mean, no question. Um. But anyway, so let's talk a little bit about holiday because yes. we talked a little bit about our Thanksgiving tra- traditions last time. What are your holiday must tradition things that you guys and that Kobe really gets into? Well, we always decorate gingerbread cookies or some kind of cookies. Kobe's always had a really hard time with decorating things. Um, so he'll sit and watch me and then he'll start to kind of have fun. It's like it takes him a little while to get into it. Uh-huh. And um, I just kind of love it because... Um, he kind of sits there, and we always read um, to us the night before Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, I'm talking Christmas Eve. Uh, uh-huh. We usually have a pretty big Christmas Eve dinner or, like, afternoon, early afternoon feast. And then Christmas morning we have a Christmas breakfast, and we stay in our PJs, and we get up, and we, we always spend it with my mom and, and Louie. And, um, <coughs> oops, is you okay there? Yep, I'm totally And um, so it's, it's always nice to kind of just – we just kind of be, we watch movies, we open our gifts. One of the things when I was a kid that um, we would get up, we would open our gifts and we would go somewhere. And Kobe would, or I would have to leave all of my toys and I would have to go and see all the parents and stuff. And I, when I had Kobe, I said, I want Christmas morning and Christmas day. I'll go Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas, anywhere. But I wanted Kobe to grow up to be able to just play with his toys. And, and this was pre-diagnosis, to play with his toys and be with his stuff and get to just kind of, you know, um, not have to go crazy me on Christmas Day, and I just always remember like leaving my toys or whatever I got home and being somewhere else and being with family. I'm not saying don't do go things with family, but I said people can come to our house, they're welcome to. But yeah. um, a couple years we actually went to the movies in in our PJs, which was super fun. We wore Uggs and PJs and brought blankets and went to go see a movie. Um, that was fun. One year somehow we ended up at Burger King because I think everything else was closed. This was when Kobe was teeny tiny. Or was he? Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so, you know, that's one of the things we do. 
we definitely do, um, we watch certain movies, A Christmas Story, um, and we just kind of hang out together. We play games. Um, we always put out, Kobe always writes a letter to Santa, excuse me, <coughs> always writes a letter to Santa. We have to show, look at my glittery cup. Yeah. How fun is this? Tell them how you did that. Oh, I made this. Um, Shannon co uh, coined, coined a term. Did is I? That how you say? To me, the first pancake. And I always yeah. joke that the first pancake or the first, even even the first plate of cookies is the one that's not your favorite, right? That first thing, you're, you always know it's either going to be burned or it's not going to be enough. And this was my first pancake. My friend Darlene had seen a cup that was glittery and said, Rachel, can you make me one? And I said, of course. And so this was the first one. And I was not happy with it because it looks great on camera, but up close, it's a little funky. Um, and actually, now that I look Nobody at it. Nobody would know it. It was funky. Nobody but you. It's but this good. is one rhinestone at a time. And this was my first pancake. This was the throwaway cup. This was the learn. Um, but it's kind of festive and fun. And it's I kind of not love it. kind of. It's fabulous. <laughs> and I love because, you know, sometimes, you know, when you, you have those friends that you talk to when you're doing something. Yeah. And so Rachel is a friend that we're always talking to each other when we're doing something. And there was like a whole week when I was talking to you when you were making the... What do you call those? Your glam mugs? Uh, glitter mugs, glitter mug? rhinestone mugs. Yeah, just mugs. Mugsy mugs. Mugs, mugs, mugs. Yep. Um, so for us, you know, Christmas is a little bit different for us because um, my husband often is working and on Christmas Day. Like that happens and that has always been a case in our marriage. And I know people get very emotional about that. And they're like, that's terrible. It, it isn't always terrible for us, um, but um, because often it means that he's getting double time, right. which, you know, there were a lot of years where that made the difference of whether we were going to be able to get Gemma toys. Right. So I try to be grateful that he has work and that that's our circumstance. Um, and we just sort of work around it. But we uh, we felt the same way that we wanted to have Christmas be at home. Right. Um, and when my mom was alive, my mom, every other year, she would come and spend Christmas with us. And those were great, great Christmases. My mom has been gone 10 years now. And it feels a little weird that it's just the three of us. Um, but th there's always some kind of an adventure. I think it was two Christmas. No, it wouldn't have been two Christmas ago. Maybe was it last Christmas? that um, we decided that we were going to do what so many of us, are, our Jewish friends, do on Christmas Day, and we were going to go out to a Chinese restaurant for dinner. Right. And we apparently did not read the, the Jewish handbook on eating out. <laughs> like, on, you have to make your reservation now. Right. I did not oh, know Oh, really? That. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I have no idea. And we went in Los Angeles to go try to find... Uh, uh, you know, some sort of Asian, yeah. Asian fusion, anything right. would have done, Thai. Something. We, everyone was like, are you out of your mind? You had to reserve this like I would have ago. no idea. Yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. So, I th you know what we ended up getting was Zanku chicken. Thank God for <gasps> Zanku chicken. They're open? Oh, that's and great. And the Armenians were like, we're open. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, we, and we had Zanku chicken, so that oh, was good. really fun. Because I never knew, really know what to do for Christmas dinner. Right. We do, whatever time we have together, we always love to play games uh, and do that. A lot of times we try to find something funky to do. Like if there's somebody that we know, um, we have one friend that we like to torture by leaving stuff on her doorstep because it makes her crazy. Like what kind of stuff? Does she know oh. it's you? Oh, yes. Yeah, she totally oh, okay. knows it's us. And it's, <laughs> and it's like stuff 
like when when we uh, during the pandemic, I needed to garden. You know, like every right. and our house isn't really set up for garden. Our whole backyard is just a deck. Uh huh. There's no there's not an inch of grass in our backyard, but in the front there's grass because we have the dogs and the dogs do their business in the front yard. Um, but it's not and it's and we have a little cinder wall and then there's a little chain link get, gate. Um, but it's you know it's not a big piece of land. But I decided that I was going to dig up right along the fence and put a garden in there. Right. And I it's grow, gorgeous. I, it's my I, favorite. Her garden and her, she's got this squash arch or what do you call it? The, yeah, the squash arch. It's the my favorite thing. Squash. She always says it's not great, and I'm like, it's the best well, thing it's ever. Along. Oh. It's coming. But I, but the, uh, you know, and so I had ordered these heirloom seeds to come, and they always give you a pack of free seeds. Right. And they gave me Russian kale. And so I planted the Russian kale, and it was and it was like a kale farm, yes. you guys. I've never seen so much kale in my life, and it was I, I don't eat kale. Right, kale's too hard on my stomach. I'm a, a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. I love vegetables, but no kale. Kale rips my stomach apart. That's so interesting. I just can't. Has that always been? I guess so. Now people tell me, you know, you got to take the stems out, and I'm like, uh, it still rips my stomach apart. Yeah. So I was trying to find people to pawn kale off. So I was bringing kale in bags up to her house and leaving them on the doorstep. Oh. And she would, she would like crying and laughing and saying, "Stop! You Stop can't with bring the kale! Me. Stop with the kale! I have nothing to do with it. I can't." But we, you know, we'll always bring like random okay stuff. I mean, kale's yeah. not the worst thing you could put on. It's not like we're bringing dog poo, right? To put on her doorstep. But we always find some excuse to bring something to her stuff doorstep. Stuff to her. Or if we know somebody that you know is having a rough time or whatever, that will you know ring and run and leave like some of my I... wonky mugs that I make. Um, on their your doorstep. mugs aren't wonky. I'm obsessed with your mugs. Well, I've got new mugs this year, but well, uh, I hope last we get. Year, I hope we get. You're gonna get rung oh, and you're gonna get. What mugs. did you call it? Ringing. We we called it. You've been mugged last year. That we brought things like we brought to Traven's house, and we you know so we uh, ding. We used to call it ding dong ding dong ditch. Yes, and uh, ring and run, and oh and we, we put it on. So we try to find something to do that's fun and meaningful because you know for Thanksgiving we do the gobble gobble give right. Um, but uh, now, do you do anything like that at Christmas or? Well, like do it's they always have random. those? Yeah. I don't know. I you know I should look it up and see. If you know they what? Have. One year my mom and I did. My mom used to work for Meals on Wheels. Uh huh. And one year we delivered meals for uh, Christmas. Love that. And that was really cool because there were people that we were the only people that anybody was going to see. Yeah. On Christmas Day. Yeah. And, and I think it was a, a lunch and a dinner that we delivered. And to know that I think the lunch was a cold lunch and the dinner was hot. But to know they were going to get a warm meal that day. And a lot yeah. of those people, you know, unfortunately their families either forget about them or, yeah. you know, they're just there by themselves or their spouse or whoever is no longer with us. And it was just really sweet to do. And um, and you feel better when you do something like that. You, you do. feel like you've done something. You feel like well, you've Well, and to see people be so happy yeah. about you coming and delivering them a meal, was it was just meaningful. And it felt, it felt like we were doing something to help people. And I just kind of loved it. Um, it was one of my favorite things. So I had a friend who used to do something that you can't do anymore, unfortunately, but um, she called it Operation Santa Claus. And what it was is she would go to the post office, the local post office, and say, hey, what do you do with your letters that you get that are to Santa? And they would give them to her back then. Um, they won't do it anymore now because it's like a HIPAA oh, violation yeah, right, right, or something right. like that. Um, so, but she would get them, and she had a bunch of people like me and a bunch of other moms that you you could adopt one of the letters. 
and they were all from your postal area, right? right? And you got to open the letter, and it had the person's address. This is why you can't do it anymore, oh, right? Right, right. Um, but and it would be a letter from the kid to Santa Claus. So you got to be Santa's helper. And so, and you know, you would go through, and some of them were just ones that it seemed like the kid was okay, and the parents probably had it. But then you could tell there were some that were like the kid was asking for toothpaste. Yeah. Right. Or or something like that. Yeah. And um, so you would adopt. Well, my mom came to visit me one Christmas. This is before oh, Jen was born. Oh, this story. Uh, have you heard this story? You, have I told this just, before uh, on the air? Yes, but I'm going to cry. So okay. go ahead. Yes. Well, so um, we adopted some of the letters, and you know, you go shopping and you um, get what the child wants. And this one little boy wanted a pair of shack sneakers and there were a couple of other things that he wanted and so we went my mom that my mom adopted that kid i just lost my plate okay, frosting down it went up. <laughs> okay um but anyway um and, and we had a couple of different things so we go to find the house and it's two days before christmas and we go to find the house and we can't find it because it's it's like the address is like 207 Five and a half. Yeah, right. Because a lot of times here in Los Angeles, people turn their back garage into uh, a, a rental. Or, yeah. And and it, and so the address is half, and we just couldn't find it. Well, what we found was it was one of those little itty bitty campers, like a camper for one person. And we went behind the house to find it, and there was a gentleman who was there who was cooking over a fire, and there was a little boy who was probably six years old, and my, it was my mother's thing, so she was going to take it. And normally, and you, she'd never done this with you guys before, no, right? This was her first. No, and normally what you do is, you know, you put it all together in a bag with a bow, and it says, from Santa, and you leave it at their doorstep. But they're sitting outside their house, and so my mother really couldn't do that. And so she didn't know what to do, and my mother's not trained in improv yes. or anything. And But so she, she walked up, and she was like, um, uh... And she goes, are, are, you know, I don't remember what the kid's name was, but she was like, are you Joey? And he, was, he looked at her and he, like, you know, uh, nodded. And she goes, well, there was, uh, we were coming around the corner, and she got all emotional. And she was like, there was a big fat man all in red, and he was on the sled, and he went around a corner too fast, and he cut in front of me in my car, and this fell off of his sled, and I don't know what to do with it, but it has your name on it, so I think it's for you here. And then she took off you know, hobbling down the street because my mom didn't move so fast, right? And so she got in the car and I was like, good Lord, what happened? You know, and she's like, drive away, drive away, you know? And then she was telling me we both got so emotional about it. And I was like, there was a fat man in a and And she goes, well, you know, it was, you know, it came off of Santa's sled and, and um, but oh my gosh, for years we just like would love you know to go over that story. Yeah, but that was a good time because you know you and and malls have things where you can go and adopt a kid. Right. And I love that we get to do the sans sensitive Santa thing, and I hope. Yeah, that talk about that. When are you guys, guys doing so that's that? Sunday, this Sunday. If you're in the Los Angeles area, and if you have special needs, anybody, they, it doesn't matter what the age is. Um, please go and sign up. I, I, I think there's still a couple of tickets left, you guys. Go sign up now. And they're free tickets, but you have to have a ticket because we have to be prepared and know who's coming, right? And Santa's there. And so, Santa! And it's a drive through Mrs. Claus is there. When your child register, like let's say that you have an 18-year-old who's on the spectrum. Um, so you register that individual 
right? Any age doesn't matter for the person who's special needs. And then every single sibling that they have that is under the age of 18, you also register them with their own ticket, same half hour, right? And then you, you come to the drive-through, you will be given a toy that's specifically been picked out by Mrs. Claus, for all of those individuals, an so individually cool. wrapped toy, and then you get to wave to Santa. And this year, it is a drive-through at the Ed Asner Family Center. We're so proud to partner with them on this. Um, if you would like to exit the car to take a picture, a socially distanced picture with Santa, you can do that. That's amazing. But if you don't want to because you're like, I'm not comfortable with that, then you you know wave to Santa. The kids can yell to Santa from the car and say, I want this, I want that, whatever. But you get to leave with the the wrap toy. You can put it under the tree, or you can go home and unwrap it right then. And there's some good toys. You you saw we were wrapping some yeah. stuff earlier. There's some good amazing toys. toys. What so. a great event to be. What I love about the event too um, is the fact that sometimes it's hard for our kiddos on the spectrum to yeah. connect with Santa or see Santa or so even just that socially distanced picture. But to be able to to connect with him in that way is so great. Yeah. Um, and how many years have you been doing this, Shannon? So this is the 10th year that we've been doing it. And it really, um, it's so important to me because I've told a story here before too about there was a year when Jem had just been diagnosed and um, he had been diagnosed in the January before. I've got a hot mess over here. I'm, I'm, oh, gonna, I'm on the hot mess express, so we're uh, good together. <laughs> I'm good. Um, but anyway, he'd been diagnosed in January, and we got to that um, December, and, you know, there just wasn't enough yeah. to pay rent yeah. and to buy dinner and to buy a toy and to buy – we had started some medicine for him. Um, and I – you know, I was sort of despondent about the whole thing because that's not what the holidays are supposed to feel right. like. It's supposed to feel like abundance. And yet, you know, for a lot of people, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always been grateful to Lisa Ackerman because um, she had a thing then where, where if you were in need, you could register. And that was really hard for me yeah. to humble myself to say, you know what, I'm in need. Right. Um, and my kid is in need. And a family, a Taka family adopted us. And I got to be honest, it, I, I have the most Christmas spirit memory about that Christmas because I was a recipient. But and I promised myself that at some point we were going to do something so I could be on the other side. Right. Um, and it feels so good every year to know that we've spread those toys and that they're, you know, and and not everybody who comes is in that dire need. Right. You don't have to be in dire need to come. But to know that that's an option. To know it's an option. And for a lot of people, it's just what we hear from a lot of people is we felt like it was a holiday thing where we were included, we were invited, and it was okay to come as you are. Yep. yep. And, you know, for your kids to come as they are and that that was perfectly okay. Right. And and that's important to me too. So. Well, and I think for so many of us, the come as you are, um, I remember when we were doing autism walks and, yeah. you know, it wasn't a birthday. It wasn't a... It wasn't anything like that, but it was a time that we could just celebrate Kobe for who he was, and it wasn't anything specific. It was like, it was the only time a year that I was somewhere where other people, you could look up and look at them and go, yes. I get it. I, I'm there and with they you. they get it too. Yeah, and right. And you could kind of, I remember just kind of smiling at other people and, and, and people, you gave people the looks like, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you, you know? And so Swearing something like Sensitive Santa is so good. Yeah, I love it. 
Um, so we hope that you'll register, and uh, registration is still open. You go to Eventbrite. Oh, you guys, this is a hot, hot mess, arama. Um, but I'm having a good time, so it doesn't really matter. You go to Eventbrite, put in Sensitive Santa Event 2022. And it's free, right? It's, it's totally free. free. We're not even, you know, like asking for donations or anything. Um, it's totally free. The toys are donated by the toy companies that um, send toys to us to see if we want to include them in the toy guide. And then some of the winners send us. Look at how amazing her what your your thing looks so amazing no 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 and um but anyway so i hope that you'll participate in that but and and i forgot to say that for christmas eve for my family we do the oh. open one gift on christmas oh right eve. do you do that we don't we don't really open things i mean it's hard for me to keep gifts because i want to i'm so excited about it usually but we don't we wake up early on christmas morning and we put like my mom and Louie sit down on the ground and Kobe and I, or they sit on little stools and Kobe and I sit on little, this like seating pad in front of the Christmas tree because the Christmas tree is kind of in the, um, what, what would you say? Like the, the, the port crochet, like right the when port, you walk in the house, crochet. like where the, where the, um, the, the foyer, the foyer, I guess you could say. So we sit in there and we turn the Christmas tree on and we put Christmas music on and we put the, the, um, Yule log on the, on the TV and we just sit and open gifts. And then we just, uh, used to be that Louie would make um, eggs Benedict, but that's kind of stopped. Um, I think we just kind of make breakfast and it's kind of more of a mellow morning, which is really, really nice Yeah. Um, and kind of lovely. And um, it's just us being together. We're big on games too. We love to play games. Okay, so one of the toy guides last year, Shannon, um, gave Kobe one of the toys um, from the toy guide um, called Hasty Baker, and I was like, "Oh, that's sweet. It's a game." Okay, uh -huh. oh, you know, I was like, "I love that when people go, oh, it's cute." No, it's it wasn't. I was like, "Oh, that's sweet. That's so sweet of her. Oh, she's so nice." And I was like, "I'll take it to my mom's. We're not going to play it, like, but I'll take it because we have a game room there, and we we do like to play games." And then when I brought it, and I was like, "Hey, we have this Hasty Baker," and we went to play Hasty Baker, and now it's like. We are Hasty Baker aholics. Yes. Um, that's are all I have to say. Are you listening, Go Chuckle? Because that, that's the company. Is that Go Chuckle? Go, Go Chuckle. Chuckle. Our family, Kobe Bird of Lock and Key, is upset. We have, like, secret training because we <laughs> uh, – no, 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 no. And if – and, I mean, don't – let's go. Let's go. So that is amazing. <laughs> I will sponsor that right now in my brain because I love Hasty Baker. Well, and can I tell you, uh, the Grampy Shea family also loves it. We oh. love it. It's like I love when people go, oh, this game. There are a couple of games that we have fallen in love with over the years. Like, you know what? I, at some point, um, there's a game called Happy Salmon. What is that? Oh, that's Wait, a, are you that's a salmon? A, uh, no. So there are cards. <laughs> there's cards that are, there's like a salmon. And they're like. They're cards that tell you to do something. So it's best when you're four people sitting okay. and playing. Okay. Um, and you have to try to match with somebody across the table from you. So you put down a salmon, and if somebody puts down a salmon too, then you have to do this thing where you put your put your hand over here. You go like this, and that's the salmon thing. But then there's another Are one. there different movements for different there's things? There's different movements for different Stop things. And there's, it. there's one where you have to fist bump, and there's another one where you have to get up and change seats. What? And, and so it's all this thing. So, um, the, and there's w one version where you play, the first time you play it, you play it and it's verbal. 
right? Okay. And everybody's yelling across oh. the table. They're like, salmon, salmon. And then you start slapping each other. And then, then once you've played it that way once, then you have to play the nonverbal. And the instructions Stop come it. with it this way. Then you play it nonverbal. So you're, you're gesturing and you're running around and you're slapping. And it's, it's hilarious. Okay, that sounds super it's fun. A, it's happy salmon. I'm a very happy little salmon swimming upstream when I play Was it. that something that you got, uh, one of the it's, toys you got from the toy guide? It was, or? it was from the toy guide like about three years ago. But see, that's what I love about the toy guide because, they, I mean, you, I know that you work it's with the toy epic. companies and you work really hard on that. Yes. And, and I think it's just such an important thing. And when we put games in there, they're like fun games. Yeah. We're not putting in a game that's random and... No, they're super fun. Like I said, Hasty Baker, I was like, that's fun. <laughs> now, literally, we'll be in the middle of dinner and someone at the at the table will go, Hasty Baker. Because that means as soon as we're done eating, we're not moving the table or we're not leaving the table because we're playing Hasty Baker. Um, it's and it's just time. so fun. It really, really is. We love it. We have a tradition now the last couple of years because we've gotten into, always before with my mom, we would do puzzles. So we do that too. Yeah. And and I know that about you. We keep threatening yeah. to do a puzzle together. But then we got into the Revit 3D puzzles. Okay. So what does that tell me? So it's a it's a puzzle, but you put together, it's walls and you was put it like together. The, was that the Harry Potter ones? Yes. 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 And so was it two years ago we did, because my, my husband works at Universal Studios Hollywood, and um, at Ollivander's Wand Shop. And uh, so we put together Ollivander's Wand Shop. And, right. but we, so we tend to put together a Rabbit 3D puzzle. This year in the Toy Guide, it's the Batmobile. Yes. And I, okay, I don't want to say, but I have some Batmobiles that we're giving away at Sensitive Santa. Oh, my gosh. We also have some other rabbit puzzles, which you'll have to That's take a look so at before fun. you leave. That's so I love that. They're, they're a really good time. What a good time. Um, and it's a different, like, it exercises a different part of your brain. Yeah, to, right. Like, it took me a minute. I'm a really good puzzle person. But it took me a hot minute to um, be able to figure it out. And then when I did, it was like seeing the arrow in the FedEx truck. Okay, see, that's like a mandala effect. The the, yeah. the arrow in the FedEx truck, and what's the other one? Baskin Robbins. Okay. Oh, the did 31 you, The flavors? 31 in VR, Baskin Robbins. Like, was that always there? Did they call it that? Who Whoever came up with that, those advertising people, I'm like, you're brilliant. I oh, love you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it took me forever. Jem had to show it, the 31, to me. Oh, he did? Yes. And then I had to show him the FedEx arrow. It's interesting how different people's brains yeah, see right. things. How we see things differently. And the first time somebody explained the arrow and the FedEx thing, I went, no. <laughs> and then when I saw it, I was like, shut up. Yeah. Shut the front door. Yeah. Okay, there is a serious amount of candy on yours that is not on mine. I can't walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time. I mean, I'm just, my brain is going. Okay, so let's talk about. Believing in believers. Yes. Let's talk about that. Well, I'm a believer. I am a big time believer. And I think we need to respect that as a believer, that Christmas magic is different for every person or holiday magic or whatever you want to call it. And I think we need to realize that in our community, we might have believers who are older um, and who people might not understand. And even our, our friends that need less support um, who are still believers because, I mean, I'm, I'm in my 40s and I'm a believer. But um, I think we need to respect and um, understand that there are believers of all ages and how important it is to make sure that that journey doesn't, um, doesn't get stopped because of other people's, you know, thoughts yeah. and 
I think we need to support people believing in, in Christmas magic. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, think I have not always been good about that. And I think that's a lesson that I need to be uh, thinking about and not, I think a lot of times people just um, get it in their heads about, you know, what something is or it isn't or what it should be or right. isn't. And they forget that everything isn't one size fits all. Right. Everything isn't even one size fits most. Right. Um, and that, you know, it, it's something that A, needs to be respected and, um, and you know, be uh, made room for. Right. I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, everybody knows that I go to Disney a lot and people are like, you know, it's, it's a bunch of paper and paint. And for me, it's Disney magic. The paper and paint comes together and is a magic that other people might not understand. But for me, it's my happy place. And when people go, oh, you're going to Disney again? Yeah, guess what? Yeah. I am. I need to go because sometimes I just need to go put my feet in the ocean or to see a sunset. And sometimes I just need to go to Disney. And if someone says to me, I just need to go and watch a football game because that's what I want to do, I'm not like, oh, again? You know, so I think we need to believe in other people's magic. I think we need to sit back and we need to realize that, you know, it's so important to really understand and really see the people in our life and the things that <laughs> half of the work that I did came off. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no. You're, uh, you're brilliant. I love it. Uh, um, hot, I just, I think hot it's, mess. it's not a hot, it mine's is. a hot mess. No, it is. Look, yours is like a brilliant Picasso. What it's are you talking not about? A mine's a Picasso miss. But I just think it's super important to, to, if you've got people who love certain things or you know i mean i know we have our kids that obsess on things but i mean at one point kobe was obsessed with the titanic and so a friend of ours who was a cake maker maker made him a tit sinking titanic cake and people were really upset about that we have to find a time to go to that titanic oh yes we do and i said you know what that's what he loved and he knew everything about it and we even did it at uh the el capitan theater and they even put titanic decorations up for him so it's finding things for our kids and for our friends. I mean, you listen to me talk about, obsess about things, and and it's what's important to us, you know? Yeah. I, I think, you know, this goes right to, we've been talking all this week, a lot of our viewers have written in and said, what are your thoughts about, and they were asking Dr. Doreen about this the other day, and, you know, everybody kind of has heard my opinion on when people say, oh, you shouldn't get that toy for your child that your child is really into because it's not age appropriate anymore. And um, I loved what Dr. Grampy-Shea had to say about it the other day on the show because she said, you know, uh, you forget the power of a reinforcer. And if something is reinforcing to somebody, don't mess up and make the holiday about being anything other than what you are. Yep. Like, get the other toys, too, and encourage them and sit down yep. and play with them in a way that's age-appropriate. But don't cut them off from the thing that they're right. really into. Well, like, that's not a plan. I, so I wasn't aware of that conversation, but Kobe and I uh, yesterday drove by his old elementary school, and uh, it just happened. We were driving by, and we saw his kindergarten teacher walking to his car, and we didn't know he was the most amazing kindergarten teacher. Kobe was diagnosed in the midst of being – oh, no, he was diagnosed before that, but it was he was newly diagnosed. It wasn't always perfect at the school, but that kindergarten teacher, his name was Mario Burrell, was the most amazing kindergarten teacher that you could ever imagine. 
And uh, I was like, if we could even drive by and just wave at him. Um, and so we ended up just driving by the school. And Kobe was like, oh my gosh, it's been so long. He goes, it looks so much smaller. You know how you go to a school yeah. and you realize because you were so little? Yeah. He's like, whoa. And when we drove around the back, there was the apparatus. And he called it the apparatus. And that's the slide with the, you know, where you walk up and there's a slide on it and there's all the little levels and stuff. And that was in the middle of the playground. And we had a conversation because what happened with the apparatus for him was when he was, because he went to school there in kindergarten, they were in their own place, and there was first through fifth grade in the big playground. Well, after second grade, they didn't let kids play on the apparatus. It's the whole playground is literally just concrete. There's a, there's a basketball court, concrete, and the apparatus. And all Kobe wanted to do, especially because he was on the spectrum, was sit on that apparatus, and he wasn't allowed to. And I got so upset about that because... It was like, you know, you're too old. You're in fifth grade. You can't sit on the apparatus or you can't go down the slide. And Kobe was double the size of the kids anyway because he's just always been so huge. But it was so interesting to go by, and he still had those memories, 20 now. And he's like, remember when they wouldn't let me play on the apparatus? And we talk about that all the time. I mean, he didn't learn to swing on a swing until he was, I think, 13, no, 12. And we tried. We tried the pumping. We tried all the different things and tried to teach him with his legs. And the first time he got on a swing, we, got, we went to the help group when he was, I think, 12 years old. And he did after-school programs there uh, for the Kids Like Me program. And I remember that we, um, he sat on a swing and he was like, Mom, they let me sit on a swing and they let me go down a slide. And I was like, I want to get on a swing and swing on a swing. So that age appropriateness was really, really interesting. And he still, that's like a trauma to him. It's um, so much BS. I don't know how people, hey, you know, I, I was going to say, I don't know how people live with themselves when they make these random rules that, I, you know, I was a teacher. Yeah. I would have been like, oh. let's, let's make room for you to be on that apparatus. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, I just don't, I, I, have, I have a pin somewhere that my friend Therese gave me that says, your silly beep rules don't apply to me. Yeah. Because um, I feel like that's true for everybody. Yeah. But I promised the other day that I was going to have you talk a little bit. We had a lot of parents that were asking yesterday about homeschooling. Yes. Um, and, and I gave you guys as an example that, you know, you, that became a very real thing for you. I, I feel like I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, it wasn't even a choice. It became a thing that you pretty much had to do. Is that true? Well, and I think there's a difference. There's a difference between what we did. There's homeschool and then there's, um, online learning school. So okay. it is homeschool, but I'm not teaching Kobe. So what it was, was it was an online computer school. So I didn't do the teaching. Homeschool is where, and, and I don't quote me on this, but homeschool is where I would be the one that was doing the lessons with him and in charge of the lessons. With the program that we did with Kobe, it was online. And each class he had, they, he only had three classes at a time, so he could focus on the <clears> math or the English or the history or the science. Instead of having six, six classes and six different things, he had three classes at classes a week and um, the actual computer classes were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So you'd be, he'd be in the class for an hour to two hours, depending on that. And then Tuesday, Thursday, he would be able to sit and, um, and do his work. So, and all the work, all the lessons, everything was on the computer. If he needed books, they would send the books. Um, but it was really, really good for him because he was able to, um, to do it at his pace. And one of the things that I don't think people understand is bell systems at school, lockers. Like when he went from elementary school to middle school, he was only there for six months because unfortunately there was an incident where he was beat up in class because 
uh, they didn't have a substitute for the adaptive physical education class. And he was standing up for a little boy who uh, was being beat up. A little boy with braces, another kid was beating him up. And Kobe said, hey, don't do that. And the kid grabbed him and started kicking him. And I got a phone call and he never went back to that school. We tried with IEPs and tried getting him. I didn't know my rights then. And uh, they said that he could go to a, a school that had at the time a higher functioning autism program and because they had him in learning disabled classes because they had nowhere for him because regular ed was too high for him and and the autism class that they had there was was nonverbal and Kobe was verbal and he was in this between place and where where do I put him um, and so they put him in a learning disabled class which wasn't the right place for him because what all the teacher could focus on especially like his math teacher could focus on was he needed to be able to write his math problems on lined paper and his IEP I had that he had because he couldn't do fine manipulation. Actually, in his IEP in like, I think, third grade, they said he doesn't have to write. He can do everything on an iPad. And I was like, no, I still want him to write and do stuff like that because I want him to have that skill. Um, but so what we ended up doing is we, I ended up putting him into, it's called Insight School of California. It's a K-12 program. And K-12 is a, it's just not a brick-and-mortar school. It's a totally free program that they have. They send you the books. Um, if, if you need a computer, they will send you the computer. Um, I've had friends reach out to me, a friend whose um, son, I think, is dyslexic and has severe ADHD and was having a really hard time in school. She just started her son in it. Um, and, and you could try it for six months. Um, it's You are your child's um, administrator, basically, so it's almost like you're their principal. But they're responsible for being in classes. They're responsible for the work. But what I do love about it is everything is online. Everything is there. It is what worked for Kobe. I didn't know if he was ever going to graduate high school. Um, I didn't know it was going to happen. He ended, ended up graduating high school when he was 17. Um, they don't have the program that he was in Insight was a program that he was able to. He got a high school diploma and he was able to transfer to uh, junior college. He couldn't have transferred to a UC, but we knew that that wasn't his journey at the time. Yeah. Um, well, and when he actually graduated from high school, where was he? We were in Toronto and he was filming Lock and Key, season one. On a big hit television show hello could I tell you a story about that yeah so we had something happen where Kobe was um, he was in a class it was a college tra college transition class it was a three credit class that he needed to trans transfer out it was his last credit and the teacher uh, sent me an email and said uh, Rachel I need to let you know that Kobe has been lying and telling stories in class and I was like what <laughs> What? My son does not lie. Um, and I, what, is he, what is he doing? And he's like, you know, uh, can we have a phone call? And I said, of course, not a problem. At the time, we were in Canada. He and I were in Canada. Uh, it was his senior year, um, and he was 17. And, um, and he said, you know, we're talking about college and career transitions. And, uh, you know, Kobe says that he wants to be an actor. And I told him that, you know, that's kind of like a pipe dream, that that's really hard, that most actors don't make it and and Kobe was like but I I am an actor and I'm actually filming a show and and the teacher said he told us he couldn't tell it was what it was because he had something called an NDA or he said he could no he said he Kobe just kept said he wasn't allowed to tell us what it was and I said okay now mind you we're mid-season season one in Toronto when I'm getting this call and and he was just it was kind of like everything Kobe was talking about that, you know, he was, and, and Kobe was totally honest about it and all. And I know not every kid is like that, but, but it was, 
it was very interesting and he and everything he kind of kept like downplaying and saying that's not fun that's not cool like you're not going to ever make it and co and and so i said well do you know what imdb is why don't you search, search kobe bird um, I said, because Kobe actually is an actor, and at, we are in Canada, and he's filming, and he's under an NDA where he's not a non-disclosure agreement where he can't tell you what he's filming, and um, and so he actually is acting, and he's a he's a you know a reoccurring role on on this new show, but I can't tell you because we're we're you know right on an NDA. And the teacher was like, I am so sorry. As he should I have been. I feel horrible. He should have and been. And I said, well, no, I appreciate you reaching out to me. But I, apparently Kobe had been telling him. And he was like, Mom, I didn't think to tell you because I just, you know, I, I didn't want you to be mad at me. And I was like, I'm not mad at you. You you did exactly what you needed to do. So then when it came to the next project, they had to write a resume. And <laughs> Co so the teacher wrote me, because Kobe goes, I asked the teacher if it was okay because I already have a resume. He had been on The Good Doctor and Speechless, right. and he had some other uh, credits. And the teacher was like, of course, of course, Kobe, you can use whatever you want. But it was really sweet. And what we loved about Insight School of California is um, there was a special ed teacher. They worked with his IEP. Um, so it wasn't like they just threw him to the wolves. It was really lovely. Um, and we had great teachers, and we're still in contact with some of them. Kobe spoke at their, at their commencement. Uh, the, actually, they had a because all the teachers, you know, work from home and once a year they get together uh, somewhere in California and whatever, you know, whatever, wherever their district is and they kind of have a, a convention for a weekend or something like that. So Kobe got to go speak there uh, when he was still in school um, and talk about how he was able to work and how he was able to like do his schoolwork and his IEP and how the teachers worked with him. So then when he got to speak at the commencement, it was really cool. I just love that. And, I, you know, I hope that that's a message of hope for you guys. Uh, I don't know what that was. It was your... your uh, oh, my licorice. Your licorice. It will live down there. Uh, so, did, so did my <laughs> one plate. Uh, as long as it's not the house, yep. you, know, you, you know, you're good. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, I think there's that scary moment when you don't know when something isn't working and you don't know what you're going to do and you're like, I don't, I don't know what... I'm sure that it was very scary for you when was he was getting scary. beaten up and you were like, I don't know, I can't send him back to school tomorrow. Oh. Um, you know, I was working and what do you do? And you know, he's on the spectrum and, and how do I navigate this? And I got to say, you know, in the realm of like, that was like a pretty bad thing to happen. I think we're all clear that nobody wants for that to happen. Right. But here you are today and he's okay. Yep. Um, it's not okay. Right. It's still not okay. Well, I wish but I knew my rights back it. then. No, he speaks about it because he, he lived it. He knew exactly what it was and, and he knew how, how traumatizing it was for him. Yeah. And it was, we still can't drive by that school without him having feelings. I mean, there were years that we couldn't even drive by the school at all because he would, he would go into a full meltdown because it was that hard for him. And I, I just want people to understand when they see my son, they're like, oh, wait, he's so he's so high functioning, which is not a term that we use. We use less support and more support, yeah, because we have friends that people would deem uh, low functioning who are ho so high functioning in certain things that I'm not, right. um, and we're all low functioning and high functioning in different things. But Kobe, you know, sometimes people think that it's really easy because he seems like he needs less support, and there are still a lot of things that Kobe needs a lot of support in. And we're not shy to talk about it. We're, I'm very big to talk about it, about me saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here to support you in whatever way that you need and the things that you need a little bit more help for. 
Are there some things that he can do that he couldn't do before? 100%. Um, but I think we need to really be understanding with our friends who, who seem like they need less support because you don't know what they go through on a daily basis. Yeah. You yeah, know? Well, look, isn't that true of everything and yeah. not just autism that, um, you know, a lot of times you, like, you see somebody on television or whatever and you think you know what their experience is and then it's something entirely different. Something entirely different. I, I just think that we all, you know, I, I've decided over the years that I had never heard of the term perspective taking until I had a son on the spectrum. Right. And they were like, oh, we're trying to teach your son perspective taking. And I was like, what exactly is that? Um, and, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like, being able to look at perspective from somebody else. Yeah take somebody else's perspective, walk a mile in their shoes right. kind of thing. And the more that I have learned about it and, and they were trying to teach it to my son, then, you know, the more I realized that I needed to work on perspective taking. Right. And I remember the day that we were um, the, we were living in this apartment that was, oh, the place that I always swore that we would never live. I called it the Cockroach Palace. and But things had happened and we had to live there. And um, we were there for like 11 months, and there was no place to park our cars. We had to park on this very busy street and then walk across the street on this very busy thoroughfare every time that he would come home from school. And it was the single most stressful time of day for me. And I kept thinking, we're going to get hit by a car one of these days. And, and we, we were petitioning the city to put in a speed bump. We were you know, doing all of these things, but nothing had happened, and here we were, right? And every day, and I would, you know, tell our ABA team, and I would say, what do I do? And they were like, okay, you know, go through the steps of he has to get his backpack and, you know, and all of this stuff. And, and so I'd gone through the steps with him, and, you know, and then you have to stand by the curb, and it's this whole big thing, and you have to wait for me, and so on and so forth. And then there was one day when I was just so stressed, and I, I kind of yelled at him, and I was like, I need for you to do it this way. Yeah. And, and only this way, and that's the only way to do it. And he looked at me and he said, Mom, do you have autism? And I went, what? And he goes, because you're saying that you need to have it this way and only that way. Yeah. And, and he was at a point at that point where he's like, you know, you're not being very flexible right. about it. And I went, you know what? I think nine times out of ten when there is an issue with someone who's on the spectrum, uh, it's because somebody is expecting them to do, to it, do their it their way. way. Yes, and, I agree with that 10,000%. And, and here we stand and go, you're not being very flexible, but yeah. how flexible are you yeah. being that you need for them to do it your right. way? And I, 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 because I suffer from some, uh, as Kobe says, OCD, I need things a specific way. And I, I always feel like I did that because I wanted it a sp specific way for him, but I do need it a specific way for me sometimes because yeah. it keeps organization, keeps my brain right. And I'm the kind of person that it might be really unorganized until it can be really organized. You're very organized. Well, yeah, but so that what gets it to that is because if it's not, then it drives me crazy. Um, and, and I've had to learn to perspective take on that. But... Kobe's has, you know, I'm like when, with my son with autism saying to me, OCD much? And I'm like, you know, yeah. And he realizes it now because I said that to him one day. I was like, you know that this is something that it's really hard for me to control. And he's like, now I understand that, mom. But it's been good to kind of talk to him. I'm very open and honest with him about my own mental uh, or my ADHD and that kind of struggles. And, and he sees it every day, you know. 
um, he's with me the most. And so it's really kind of nice to, to be able to have him to say, or like days when we're going somewhere and he's like, mom, I'm ha- having an anxiety attack and I, I or I, I'm just, because he has really hard social, um, uh, what's the word? Social anxiety, so, social anxiety. And uh, it's really hard. And I, it's great for me sometimes when we're going somewhere to be able to look at him and say, Kobe, I'm really having a hard time today. Like, you know, you have that social anxiety, but when I walk into the room, I'm usually the biggest girl there. That's kind of why I'm always so cheery and helpful because I want, I don't want people to be looking at my size, but uh, you know, people look at me right away and think I'm, I'm, I'm this other person and don't realize that there is a person inside of this. Like they just see like a big girl and that can be really hard for me sometimes. And so it's been really nice to be able to have conversations with him about that as he's gotten older to say like, I have social anxiety too. And, and to be able to look at it and say, a lot of us do. A lot of us have social anxiety in ways that like, as you start talking to people, you start understanding that other people might feel the way you do. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I've talked before on the show about how I have had panic attacks yeah. and uh, at one point was diagnosed with a panic disorder. I don't think I qualify for a panic disorder anymore, but I'm going to say that and then knock on some wood somewhere that that doesn't happen again because it's super not fun when you're having panic attacks. And I, for a while, I was having trouble going out of my house and I couldn't drive and whatever. I got help. Um, and I want to say that, you know, help is available and out there. I, for me, cognitive behavioral therapy was most excellent and fixed me right up so that I could drive again and be out of my house. And obviously I'm here covered with frosting. Um, but it's funny, Jem growing up with that, you know, it, it does have a little bit of a cost. And there are times when, uh, it's, it's funny because he notices it before I do, that there'll be times when I will go to leave the house and we'll be halfway out the driveway and I go, did I turn the stove off? And, and he'll go, I, I'm sure you turned the stove off. And I'm like, I'm not sure. And then we go back in the driveway and I go in the house and I check the stove and I get in the, I get in the car and I go, I don't remember if I actually looked at the stove to turn it off. And then I got to go back in. And usually, you know, three times is enough for me. And, um, but he has learned now, he's at an age at, at 19 that he'll say, what's really going on? What what is it that you're? Really I love about? that. I love yeah. that that he can identify that. Yeah, before I can, before I can go. Oh, you know what I'm nervous about because it's always something else, and that's what um, cognitive behavioral therapy taught me is that when I get fixated on a little thing, it's because there's something big that I don't feel. Can I have one of those? Of course. Oh, I've needed that the whole oh, time. Here's... I am covered. Here's a the couple for you. The whole time I've been like, oh no, I've got, got this all friend. over me. All right. So, um, but yes, but he sometimes will say it before I'm, because I'm in it. Yes. And he'll go, And you can't see it when you're in it. When you're in it, it's it's a totally different thing, right? And I don't love that, you know, that means that sometimes my child is my working therapist. That's not my fave. You know what? I think, listen, we're each other's therapists. Yeah. In so many different ways. And, And to say that, like, if we can support each other in that way, what's wrong with that? Well, and now that look, he's an adult, that's good. But, yeah. you know, um, you don't want your five-year-old. Right. Um, and what got me into cognitive behavioral therapy was um, there was a day that we went someplace, and it was really hard for me. I, the only time I would ever go someplace is when we had therapists with us, and I would struggle the whole time. I would be, like, right on the edge of a panic attack. And we went someplace, and he stopped, and he said, I want to go home. I want to go home. 
I don't feel right. I, I, don't, I, I feel like I'm dying. I want to go home. I don't feel right. And, and that was what I would say whenever we would go someplace. I would be like, I, want, I, I don't want to be here. I want, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. And then to hear it come out of his mouth, I was like, okay. Did this, that change at all for you? Oh, I, then the next day, my husband laughingly said to me, okay, on my Actors Access thing, they're looking for people who have OCD who want to do therapy, and it doesn't involve medicine because that for medicine, that's a whole other panic attack for me. And, uh, and he's like, honey, should I submit you? And he was kind of laughing, but kind of not laughing, like trying to broach the subject. And I was like, yes, submit me right now. Yeah. And he had to write a whole thing about, you know, what, and, and he wrote, and, and he pushed send. And I'm not kidding you, within three minutes, the phone rang. And it was like, hi, we're calling from, you know, we, we want to talk with you about this. Um, and it really helped me. I mean, like, it wasn't my favorite thing to put our business out on the streets because I wasn't raised to do that, but it really helped me. Well, and I'm sure it might have helped other people to see that. Well, I don't know about that. But um, but it really, really helped me to go through the therapy, and I learned a lot. I don't know what that is. Um, okay, so I have made a ginormous sugar mess. I, I'm going to find sugar in places on my body, and my pants are covered in sugar. Um, and I think I am approaching done, but then I look at yours and I go, holy business, because you have found places to decorate that I did not decorate. What are you talking about? Um, yours look great. Well, um, I think I need to do something to my chimney. Um, oh, and I need to, my, my little gingerbread man. Okay. I found more to do. We uh, want to do a little, how much time do we have left? Uh, we're over. We need are to we? stop soon. Yes, we're, we're back. <laughs> Trayvon's just going to let us go. Thanks, Trayvon. Uh, Trayvon would like to go home sometime. Okay, should um, we show what we have so yes. far? Yes, but let me just put a couple of eyes on I'm going to move the candy man. out of the way so I can and, see. Um, oh, crap, crap. We're going to need to get the uh, iPad out, too. Oh, I think, I think I've wrecked my gingerbread man. It's pretty freaking fabulous, Rachel. <laughs> I have mushrooms. I have a mushroom garden in the back. I love look, that. Look at my little you mushroom garden. all around. It's well, I didn't so do the back panel because I wanted it just to be. I, I, I love that. Okay, so let's let's get here and take a look at, don't look at my mess behind for Sensitive Santa. But, okay, so that is your front. That's my front, my little Christmas tree. I love it. And then on it. top I have a little gingerbread. He's just decided to. Uh, I love Got him. my little bushes. He's fantastic. My Christmas lights on the thing. And then if okay. I turn it around. Uh, your roof there my is roof just bricks, insane. My Christmas That's lights. So fun. And then in the back. Your mushroom garden. I have a little mushroom garden. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to give the pad to you. Okay, hold on. And, I, and, and then I'm, here's. Oh, wait, we didn't do the other Christmas side. lights. I love that. Look at That's how cute, fantastic right? that looks. Okay. Okay, Super I'm going to hand the iPad to you, and then I'll okay. give everybody a tour of my home. Um, so here is the front door right so here. So cute. With the gingerbread man with the eyes popping out. Hot, <laughs> hot mess. my favorite. With everything falling off. I don't know if you heard me say all the swear words that I said when everything <laughs> kept falling off of the roof. Um, but I have my snow-capped uh, walkway. Lovely. And then here is one side. So cute. Uh, with my M&M roof. Here's the, oh, look here's how cute the back is. door. Look at your your light wreath. Yeah. Well, is that a grapefruit wreath? It's a hot, hot mess. And then the other side is uh, gumdrops on I love the bottom. It. I love it. So We'll uh, post a picture of the two of ours next to each other. 
So That's great. there you go, and uh, then you go wash up, and there's. Do you left, want another paper there, towel? There's left. No, there's like I need at this point. I need a we shower. We should turn them to the, for, the uh, front so they could see our. Okay, let me turn it to the front. Um, so super duper cute. I love the height you got with that gingerbread man. It's <laughs> it's inspired. Uh, so super fun, and this is something. You know, the truth is, you could do this with your kids, yep. or you could do this with the adults that you have in your life, because this was very de-stressing, to just right. sit and talk. And there's no wrong. There's no wrong. That's what I was saying. If, if it's too much to do a whole house, give everybody a panel. Give everybody a front, a back, a yeah. side, and then you can hot glue it together at the end. And, and that makes it stable, and there's no wrong, there's no right, there's no... It's just as fun, and and you get different ideas. You might I might look at yours and go, oh my gosh, I could do that next time. Yeah, it's so much fun. And and then it sits on the counter, um, you know, and it's and it's part of your holiday decoration, and it's a reminder of something that you did together. I it's love it. It's just a fun thing to do. So, um, and and so much easier when you hot glue the sucker together yeah. before you do anything. Yeah. Good plan. I thank you so much, my friend. Uh, we didn't talk about what we want to see in 2023, but now we have to talk about what we're grateful for. What we're thankful for. Thankful, thankful for. Talk about why this is important to you. Uh, so what, what we're thankful for, uh, my cousin Kanani, who had Down syndrome, uh, every time we sat at the dinner table would say, what are you thankful for? She'd ask every person and she'd wait for the, for the whole, everybody to go around and then she'd just be quiet. She'd ask everybody, Shannon, Traven, Rachel, cu cousin Rachel is what she called me. Yeah. Um, what are you thankful for? And then she'd be quiet for a second, and then someone would say, Kanani, what are you thankful for? And she'd say, my whole family. Mm -hmm. So today, I'm going to say for my whole family is what I'm thankful for. My family being you, Traven, Sarah, everybody here, everybody in my community, you guys are my family. I'm an only child, so all of my friends and all the people around are, are what I'm thankful for. So there, we found out a loss of a person today, um, and it hit me in a way that, Check in with the people around you. Yeah. Check in and just say, how you doing? Um, because I know that holiday depression can be real. I know that we have expectations of who we might be and who people see us on social media and who we are in our real life and, and people who know us on different levels. And I'm just thankful to have a community and for my whole family. Yeah. What are you thankful for? I, and then I want you to explain the picture, too. Oh, yes. um, I am also thankful for my family of choice. Yeah. Not that I'm not uh, thankful for my family of origin, too. I am. I'm yes. grateful yes. for them. But I'm thankful for my family of choice. Because later on in life, when you grow up, you choose who is your family. Right. Um, you have that option. <clears throat> and I'm very grateful for you. And as you said, and Traven and Sarah and Dr. Doreen and, you know, my husband and my son and, and so many of our friends. And, the, and I'm grateful for you guys. Yes. I'm on this journey with uh, often every day. Um, I'm grateful for all of that, which I would never have found. Mm -hmm. I would never have found you if mm -hmm. my son hadn't been diagnosed with right. autism. I mean, that's part of the reality of it. So, and I'm grateful for health um, and hanging on to that because um, that's super important to me this year. So, uh, so grateful. But tell them, explain to them about the rainbow and the oh, picture. Oh, sure. The picture there is um, from my family. Um, from my family's not um, happy birthday. It's happy birthday. It's happy end birthday today. <laughs> um, it's that's Kanani's rainbow that is the rainbow that is behind our house on Molokai, and that's one of the plumerias that came from my grandma and papa's yard, and we planted them in the yard, and that's just one of my very favorite favorite images because it's my favorite place in the world. There you go. 
Um, I even once took a, one of your pictures and made a bag for you. You did, from that tree. That It's a different picture, tree. but it's a, that's from that, that tree. tree. Uh, there you go. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed. We're going to be back tomorrow with the Stories from the Spectrum rerun. We, we're working on a new one, but it's not ready yet. And then we are going to be at Sensitive Santa on Sunday, and we'll be all over social media on Sunday doing that. And then we're back in the studio on Monday. We've got some great shows planned for you next week. We're going to be live Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We've already pre-recorded our Thursday Let's Talk Movies with Moira, and that'll be our last new show of the year. So the last live show of the year will be on Wednesday because wow. then I'm going to unplug and take some time. Oh, sorry. I heard that. I don't know how many times during this that I was like, oh, and I said words that I, I don't know how much you guys heard, but I was, and if you watch my face during this whole thing, I, I would be doing something and i go, you know, things were falling off. Anyway, um, so there's really only three live shows and one new content show next week, and that's it for the end of the year. And then we will be back in the second week of January, and we've got a big announcement coming in January of something that's going to be going on for us that we want to get all of you involved in, and I'm, I'm super excited about it. It's good for me to get excited about things, and I'm super excited about this. So uh, until then, we want to say, because we won't be live again with you until Hanukkah has begun, so happy Hanukkah, yes. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. And, and happy Kwanzaa, and we will see you guys on Monday. Uh, until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now. Ha, 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 ha.